Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Baptism Sunday. I'm excited. How about you this morning? Again, won't you with a showing of hands, raise your hands if you've been baptized before. Right here. So that's the majority of us here. Amen. And uh, in a few moments here, um, I'm going to give you a chance to think about this, but I didn't ask you, but I'm going to ask you, a few of you, if you would share what baptism is all about, what baptism meant to you. Okay? I didn't want to ask you before because I didn't want to make you all nervous. Now you're getting all nervous on me right now. But, uh, you know, I just want to quickly share, and I'm going to teach about baptism. Baptism is not very complicated. And let's give our kids a big hand as they go to kids' church this morning with Pastor Anna. She's over there waving her hand. All right. God bless the children. Amen. And uh, children are dismissed to kids' church. Amen. Have a blessed time. Amen. But uh, baptism is not a very complicated thing. It's something we do out of obedience, and I'm going to share the scriptures with you this morning. But for, for me, and I'll start off with my little testimony, I've been baptized three, four different times. Four different times, and I'm going to tell you how and why. But for me, I was baptized as an infant, uh, raised in Catholicism. Um, I was baptized as most infants are. And um, later on, when I got an understanding, I, I didn't become a believer in this Bible here. Oops, let me get that. This one right here. I didn't become a believer in this word. In fact, I had never really cracked it open and read it until I was in my 20s, in my mid-20s. And then it was finally then that I began to understand... Oh, okay. So infants didn't get baptized. And, and I started to see the scriptures where there were no infants getting baptized. So I started going to this church. And little did I know, though, that the way I got baptized there um, was for the wrong reasons. And what I mean by that is this particular church taught that baptism saves you. And baptism does not save you. Okay, let's make sure we're clear on that today. Baptism does not save you. It's what Christ did on the cross that saves you. The, the sacrifice of His life for you saves you. Amen? Amen. So, um, in this church, I got baptized. It was a new uh, experience for me, a conversion experience. Um, and all those things went went well. You know, as a new believer, I'm learning all this. But uh, about four years later, I began to study this. And I always thought, you know, there's something different. There's something strange about that baptism because uh, I started uh, reading the Bible on my own and discovering that, hey, you know what? Baptism doesn't save us. And this group I was affiliated with was teaching, no, it's the baptism that saves you. In fact, if you don't get baptized, you're going to hell. I thought, well, wait a minute. That's different than what the Bible's teaching. So then I left that group and I started going to a church that, that taught the Bible in its true form. And I got rebaptized there for the right reasons because I had a proper understanding of what baptism was all about. Does that make sense so far? And then... Um, 
Let's see. And then I got baptized again um, in, in that church with my two oldest kids, with my son Ricky and Elizabeth at, ta- at that time. That was a great experience to get baptized at that time. And then uh, I said four times. I meant three times. I've been baptized three times. The third time was... Uh, actually, no, four times. That was the second, <laughs> third. I've lost track. The fourth time was when I went to Israel. And it was a great experience, you know, as a believer... And you have the opportunity to get baptized in the Jordan River. How many know that you're just going to do it, right? Because that's where Jesus Christ was baptized. And I remember when we got baptized, I believe it was in March. It was really cold. That water was freezing cold. And I remember the fish coming up to you. And you could see the fish in the water and coming up to your feet and stuff swimming between your feet. And that was fine. I grew up in that in the Napa River. Uh, You know, growing up, I I remember that. Uh, Eels, you know, slipping through your feet. I remember that, Reuben, remember that? But uh, the Jordan River experience was beautiful. It was an experience there that we got to get baptized again, uh, just, um, again, symbolically is what what it represents. But, again, my point here this morning is, Baptism doesn't save you, alright? It's, it's just your obedience in following Christ's command. So, so this morning, Irene Desmuke. Oh, sure. Why don't, you tell, why don't you share with us, and I'm going to ask my daughter Raquel right after this to come up. But why don't you come up and tell us, what, is, what did baptism mean, and when did you get baptized? Okay, well, can I go back a little bit further sure. to the upbringing I had? The church I went mm-hmm. to, um, my parents believed in... Um, this other church they went to this other church I don't remember getting baptized with water but I remember they had something called the laying on of hands of children and I can remember I was probably four years old and I remember this that I was the biggest kid up there my dad was holding me and they were blessing me but I didn't remember you know anything about Jesus or anything about it but I do remember feeling special after that I felt like God protected me or something. So anyway, lived my life and um, went away from God. And I started attending this other church and I decided to get baptized there. I didn't feel anything significant about it. So that was my first baptism. So my second baptism was at Foothill in the Napa church. And I really felt like I was ready to do this because I felt like, yes, I am ready to tell the world that I... I want to live for Jesus, and I want to, you know, cleanse myself. You know, you're kind of falling back, and you're leaving that, whatever you did in your past. God loves us. He forgives us. Mm-hmm. And you just want to show the world that, you know, you want to live for your Savior. Amen. And we came up, you know, and I felt like, yeah, it's behind me, because that's what God does. He He forgives us. He loves us. Whatever, whatever you, we've done, you know, we've all have a past, and especially yes. me, let me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, so the, that was my second time. Then the third time I did it at my house because there was one young woman who was getting baptized, and she was kind of scared and shy about it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and be baptized with her so that way she didn't feel alone. So Amen. that was it. Thank you, Irene. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to have uh, uh, Raquel come up here. Um, she's the baby of the family, but she uh, got baptized a few years ago. And I want you to explain how that was, where it was, and how that experience made you feel. Well, I got baptized when I was probably 11. Yeah, about 11, 11 years old. 11, 10. It was in the Napa church, so it was quite a bit ago. But 
I remember that my sister got baptized, my cousin Dominique got baptized, and so everyone was doing it, you know, around my age, and so it's like, oh, well, I want to do it too, I want to be part of everybody else, and so at first I wanted to do it just, you know, because everyone else was doing it, that's what you want to do when you're a kid, you, you like to copy the older people, right, and so um, I think either my dad was talking to me about what it means to be baptized, or, or someone, it was a class, and so that's when it, it hit me. It, it was the Ozio. And you know, that's when it hit me like, this this changes everything. I had like a new mindset on what baptism means. It was no longer just to do it because everybody else was doing it, just to do it because my sister was doing it. Um, it had more of a meaning and I that was the first time, you know, I understood something like that. And it just hit me and so, um, I remember we did it a few years ago and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome, like Irene said, to just declare um, that Jesus Christ is my Savior, that, you know, the past is behind me. I'm a new creation in God, and just to stand on that was pretty awesome. Amen. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you. That's what baptism represents. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're 11 years old or whether you're 51 years old, you can get baptized. Amen. The important thing is that you have an understanding of what baptism is all about. And we're going to get into that right now. But before we, we do, I have... Um, I think we're going to get going with our sermon. <laughs> I was going to go in a different direction, but I think we're ready to go here. So, everybody got an outline? You got an outline? All right. The importance of being baptized. Amen? And there's going to be a place for you to write some answers in. If you want to write them in, I've got pens that uh, our usher is going to pass out right now. So, raise your hand if you need a pen. Uh, you'll get one right now. But the importance of being baptized, let me start with this. The word baptism that's found in the New Testament, the word baptism means in the Greek, baptizo means to be dipped or immersed. Check that out. It means to be dipped or immersed. It doesn't mean to sprinkle. It doesn't mean just to get halfway. It means to completely immerse. Does everybody follow with me on that? That's what the Greek word baptism means, baptizo. And so, Christ was our, was our example, correct? He got baptized by being fully immersed, and that is what I want to talk to you about. So, number one on your outline, why should I be baptized? Well, first of all, it's to follow the example set by Jesus Christ. And there it is, look at that, there it is, right there. You can follow along with us on the PowerPoint. The answers will show up. The scripture says this in Mark chapter 1 and verse 9. Mark chapter 1 and verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the river. Now, did Jesus need to get baptized? No, what he was really doing here, there's a couple of things going on, but he was, number one, showing us as an example, this is what I want you to do. But number two, and more importantly, at that time, at that moment, what he was doing was, he was showing the people that were there that he was truly the anointed one, the Messiah. Uh, if you read that in context, it talks about then the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove, a voice from heaven saying, Lo and behold, I am, uh, you know, this is my son, and, and so forth. So again, that was for the people at that time to recognize this was the Messiah, and all power was given to him on heaven and on earth, the Bible says. So, uh, uh, the next point here is, because Christ 
commands it. Commands it. Here, let me, let me share with you uh, a couple of things. Do you, do you realize that your last words, and we're all going to get to a point in our life, and maybe you've been in a situation where you've heard someone speak their last words. Maybe they were their, their dying wishes. But last words are vitally important, aren't they? They're, they're words that you, you will remember if you've ever been in a situation like that. Well, here, Jesus was giving His last words to His disciples. And don't you agree with me that those are some important words? If He's giving them the last words to His disciples, check this out. And this is part of the Scripture that we read this morning in our Scripture verse. Starting in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. These are Jesus' uh, some of His last words that He said to His disciples. It says, Jesus said, Go then to all people everywhere and make them my disciples. Well, first of all, what is a disciple? Somebody that follows the teachings of Jesus Christ. If you're coming here, it's because you're following the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not the teachings of Pastor Rick. They're the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen? And then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right there, Jesus is telling us, this is how I want you to baptize people. Jesus, His own words are used here. And teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So He's telling His disciples, John, Peter, James, Luke, all the disciples are lined up here. And He's telling them, now go out, make disciples, now teach them and you know and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now teach them everything I've taught you so that they will obey my word. That's what we that's why we come to church. So we can learn about the Word of God. So we can learn about the teachings of Christ. Amen. Yes. And and I'll give it to you. It's not easy sometimes. Saying, yes, Lord. Amen? Sometimes our physical, sometimes our carnal nature says, oh, really? Do I have to go up and pray for that person? God, do you really want me to pray for that person in Safeway? I just want to come in here and just buy a gallon of ice cream and be on my, my way home. And God's saying, I want you to pray for that person right there at the door that was, that was asking for money, that was panhandling. I want you to go pray for him. And sometimes the Lord will speak to you, right? How many have found that to be true? Sometimes it's not easy obeying what the Lord is commanding you to do. If you feel that, that's the Holy Spirit commanding you to go out and do that. Amen. So what does it do? It demonstrates that I really am a believer. When I get baptized, I am following Christ's instruction and I'm really telling everybody, I'm a believer. Here, here's the amazing thing uh, that I've seen in my life is, uh, I've been to church now for quite a few years, and in that process I've seen believers that have gone 20, 30 years and never been baptized. Uh, and I'm not saying that not getting baptized will keep you from heaven. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm, what I am saying is, if you're truly following Christ and you want to obey what Christ has said, aren't you going to get baptized? He, he clearly said to do it, so why wouldn't you do that? So it demonstrates that I really am a believer. 
when you get baptized. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, uh, actually Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter 18 and verse 8, Paul said here, Many of the people who heard him believed and were baptized. Many of the people who heard him, who heard the message, the gospel, they believed. And what was their immediate reaction? They were baptized. So if, if you as a new believer say you had never heard about Jesus Christ and you come into church and you hear this wonderful gospel about forgiveness and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, your immediate reaction to that should be, I believe the message, I believe, Lord, that you died for me, that you came to give me life. Where's water now? Where can I get baptized? That should be our immediate reaction. Amen? And that's what was happening here in the book of Acts. In fact, in the book of Acts is really the only place you'll find people getting baptized in the book of Acts. Many of the people who heard him believed and were baptized. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3 says the following, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. What separates the world from believers? It's very simple. Those that obey His commands. Those that obey His commands. That separates believers from the rest of the world. Amen? We have to, we have to be a people that's known uh, of our commitment, of our desire to serve the Lord. Amen? Uh, of the love that we have for one another, the Bible goes on to say. But in addition, we... Know that we have come to know Him if we obey His commands. Again, baptism is not going to get you into heaven. It's just part of the, of the heavenly life, of the blessings that you can have in your life. You're really declaring to other people around you, I'm not ashamed to be baptized. In fact, I declare it. I'm a disciple of Christ. I want to know more about the Lord. I'm committed to Him, to His teachings. And by that, I'm proclaiming my faith in Christ by getting baptized. Are you tracking with me so far? Yes. Okay. So that's why I should be baptized. Number one, it's, it's because I'm, Christ gave me that example. He demonstrated it. He commanded it. And it's for believers. It's for believers. Are you a believer here today? Yes. Do you believe Jesus Christ? Yes, Amen. Then you need to be baptized. It's that plain and simple. And uh, now number two, what is the meaning of baptism? Okay, Pastor Rick, I, I see what Jesus did, but what's the meaning now? Now here's where uh, I want to show you this morning, and I'm going to give you a little illustration on it in a few minutes. But number one, it illustrates Christ's burial and resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4 say this, Christ died for our sins, He was buried, and He rose again. Christ, when He died, He was put in a tomb, He was buried, and then He rose again. Three days later, the Bible says, He rose again. Baptism is a symbolic, symbolic feature, representation of that. We die to our sins. We're now dead to our sins when we've asked the Lord, now Lord, forgive me my sins. It's not the water that forgives you of your sins. 
Don't, don't get that wrong, okay? Don't miss that. It's what Christ did on the cross. So you come to him and you believe in what he did for you on the cross. Now you're dead to that. Then you get buried in the waters of baptism. You go down in the waters, as Irene said earlier, and you come up a new creation in Christ. Amen? Amen. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Yes. The old is, is, is past, right? Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. Colossians 2.12 says this, and I love this scripture here. These, fo- these following two scriptures, I love them. For when you are baptized, you were buried with Christ. And in baptism, you were also raised with Christ. Raised how? Raised a new creation. Now you can point to something in your life... Much like the Israelites could point to a memorial they had where they, they would put stones up and, and tell their children, remember this time when we crossed this river? Remember when we defeated the enemy and we made this memorial here? Remember what God saved us from or brought us through? Baptism does the same thing. It's a memorial that you can point back like Raquel at the age of 11 and say, I remember getting baptized and I, and I got an understanding of what that meant. You know, and, and I look to that point as a defining moment in my faith that now I choose to obey Christ. I, I take this seriously now. Because how many of us know that little children, we have, we have infants here, and we have little guys in here in the, in the kids' church this morning. They can't grasp this. They can't have an understanding of this, can they? Now, you as parents know when that, we call it an age of reckoning. Ever heard that term before? An age of reckoning where they can discern and understand the things of God. There comes a point in a, in a young person's life, in a, in a young child's life, where they can truly begin to understand this and say, Oh, I get it. I get it. And then that's when you as a parent need to make sure that they do get baptized. And in fact, this morning, we will have one young man get baptized this morning. And that'll be a great thing because he's old enough now to understand that process. So, for you are baptized, you were buried with Christ. And in baptism, you're also raised with Christ. It illustrates my new life as a Christian is the next point. It illustrates my new life as a Christian. Now, that is powerful because it should be something you can point to in your walk as a believer and say, yeah, I don't know, there was just something powerful about that time I got baptized in front of people, in front of my Lord and said, Lord, I want to get baptized today. I want to make this a defining moment in my life, a mark right here where I chose to obey you and in, in, in the commands that you gave in your word. And I said, I'm going to get baptized and I'm going to follow you. And there's amazing blessing in that. When you obey the Lord, God pours His favor into your life. I'm telling you right now, God pours His favor into your life when you begin to obey Him. Amen? Here's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And we're going to have a little illustration right after this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says this, When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. The old life has passed away and a new life has begun. The King James says, the old is gone, the new has come. And we need to remember that. This morning I'm going to invite my brother up here right now 
Give him a big hand as he comes up. This is what the Lord does. He takes this, this person, and I want you to come up here where everybody can see you. He takes the garment all holy and uh, holy meaning full of holes okay he my brother's a welder <laughs> not righteous not that kind of holy but he's a welder it's full of holes everywhere you know everywhere and god takes this old garment off and he go ahead take it off here you don't want this and he takes this off he goes away with the old and then he gives him a brand new garment and then he he clothes him with a nice looking garment and he puts that on there we go looking sharp there that's what the Lord does thank you Reuben that's what the Lord does for every one of us when we get baptized it's our way it's his way the Lord's way of saying look the old is gone I want you to begin to live life from this moment on in obedience to me you're now accountable for the things that you hear. You know, we are accountable every time we come into church. Let me tell you right now. You're accountable for everything you hear that's spoken here, that you receive here. Amen? Amen. And in baptism, the Lord is saying, I'm giving you a new life, a new beginning. The old is gone. It's been forgotten, been washed away. Amen? I love that verse right there. It, we're, we're new Christians, we're new believers, we're new, we're new people with a new attitude, a new, new goals. Amen. By our baptism then, we were buried with Him and share His death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so also we may live a new life. Romans 6.4 Just as Christ was buried... From the dead, so also we may live a new life. And here again, baptism doesn't make you a believer. It's not, it doesn't say, okay, you weren't a believer until now. Now that you're baptized, you're a believer. No, that's not what the Word of God is saying. What it's saying is it shows that you already believe. It's you confirming in front of others without shame, without pride, and saying, I declare that I want to live for my Jesus Christ, and I, and I enter these waters of baptism in obedience to His command. That's what you're declaring right there. You're declaring that. Uh, the baptism does not save you, only your faith in Christ does that. Amen? I don't want you to get or lose that because, see, I, for four years I was, I was taught incorrectly that baptism saves you and that is not biblical. And I want you to understand only the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross saves you. You want an example of that? What did the, uh, the thief on the cross do? Jesus told him, this day you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, well, wait a minute, they got to take you down from that cross and you got to get baptized first because if baptism saves you you would have needed to get baptized right no he didn't tell him that he said this day you will be with me in paradise why because he accepted and believed on Jesus Christ that same day in his last hours don't be that person that waits to your last hours to finally believe in Jesus Christ the, the thief would have told you if he was here today to speak to you, I blew my life. The Bible doesn't say how old he was, but let's say he was, he was 33 years old like Jesus. He would have told you here today, I spent 33 years in misery, locked up, because he was a thief. He was in prison. 
at some point in jail, and, and I blew my life. And if I had to do it all over again, I would have done it differently. I guarantee you, he would tell you that today. But the point here is, again, is that baptism doesn't make you a believer, doesn't save you. You're already a believer. You're just stepping out in faith and saying, Lord, I want to obey your command. Let me give you another example. How many married men we have in here today? Raise your hand. Okay. I think I, I see some wedding rings and, uh, and, uh, and I don't on others. But there, here's a wedding ring right here. This is a symbol. It's a symbol that I'm married to that beautiful woman in kids' church, Pastor Anna. That's what this is signifying. It doesn't mean that if I take it off, I'm not married. It just It's a symbol. And that's what baptism is. It's a symbol that you're now identifying with Jesus Christ. Are you following with me? It, it's a symbol only that now I choose to identify with Jesus Christ. Not only that, I'm going to obey Him and I'm going I'm to get baptized in water and I'm going to get baptized in front of other people because the Bible says to make it a public confession in front of other people. You don't want to do this and say, Pastor Rick, can I get baptized? But uh, can we do it at night? Uh, I don't want anybody there. No, don't be that person. God wants you to declare it. If you're going to do it, do it right. Amen? Do it in obedience and do it in front of other people. Don't ever be ashamed that you serve a, a powerful and living God. Amen? Amen? The outward symbol of the commitment you made is in your heart. That's what baptism represents. And then finally, I want to close um, with, these couple, with this scripture here in Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 and 9, it says this, For it is by grace you are saved, through faith it is the gift of God, not by works so that anyone can boast. See, baptism is considered a works. Uh, We're doing something. In fact, it's considered one of two ordinances in the Bible that we still follow to this day that Jesus Christ taught about. And we're going to do both of them today. One is baptism. The second is the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. We're going to take Holy Communion here in a few minutes. But we're going to do both of them today. And Christ said to, to follow His example. And we're doing that today.